Hey, 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 hey. Okay, okay. Let's get it. Let's get it. They got the rumble. Okay, DJ. Close that fucking beat, kid. Hello, how y'all doing? You already know who would be in the building. It's Alex Butaro, aka Sally Gutters, and this is the round table on the Sally Gutter podcast. And with me at this time is my co-host, no other than my boy that's been on it like forever from the beginning to the he's gonna be on it to the end. So let's just give him a round of applause, shall we? Alright? Please give it to my guy Bron McHugh. What's going on, Alex? Glad yeah. to be back. Glad to be back. Always good to be here. It's been a while, but yeah, we gotta. Like, we're like gonna talk. We're gonna just hop on that motherfucker and get this. Shit yeah, going. we're gonna get this shit going. Okay, so so Brian, you know we've been talking. You know, football season is a brewing. It's a starting. It's coming about, and you know a lot of people. I know the guys are gonna be mostly hearing this. So we're gonna be talking about fantasy football, shall we? Let's do it. All right, let's get it. So fantasy football. Uh, I I've been doing it for about a decade now. I've been doing it for some time. I did it through college. Yeah. I actually, due to because of fantasy football, I failed a lot of my courses because of that. Because of yeah, having so a full time job, bro. It's a full time job. I put I, when you put money on the line and you got a team of your own, you feel like you're a legit NFL owner. I feel like the man. But too bad I have been not the man for the past decade, and I've been trying to make my way up there in my dynasty league. But it, it's just like no way to be found. Same. Been in the same league for about six, seven years and just constantly get So have you recently it. have you recently drafted? I did. Okay, so you re- you I recently drafted last night. So how about this? Let's get into not even talking about your board and my board. Let's just get into maybe some guys that we were looking at before the our fantasy football drafts. Because I did have my fantasy football draft about a month ago. Uh, a little less than a month ago, you know, we did it a lot later this year. Um, but you know, a lot of surprises happened in in the NFL recently, right before the the season starts in the next couple weeks. Um, but you know, let's hit this shit with a bell so we could start the topic. Hell yeah, let's get it. So the first topic, Bry guy, go. Uh, let's see, who? Let's go over some sleepers. You want to go over sleepers? We might as well start with that before we get into our actual picks because... Okay, no, no. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I like that move. So I like let's that see, move. you know, most leagues have their, you know, generic positions. Quarterback, receiver, tight end, running back. So Are let's you, go over... Do some... you want to talk about, like, sleepers or guys that I could trust? Like, because there, there's a huge difference. So in fantasy... Um, you know, my boys who are listening to people that are just starting to maybe follow fantasy football for the first time or trying to understand fantasy football. The truth of the matter is this. One, you got to remember how many teams are going to be in your league is very important. That's one. Two, if it's a big league between 12 to 14 teams, you know, something crazy like that, right? You need to have a deep lineup. You can't just have a good starting three or four guys and then think like, oh, they're going to carry you like in actual football in real life. It doesn't happen like nope. that. Just like in real life, depth wins championships. Depth wins championships. So, <sighs> you know, um, how about this? You want to you want to throw out maybe one of your sleeper guys? What's one guy that right now that you were looking at before the draft and what you felt – 
was necessary to get to get. Uh, before the draft, before I knew how things were gonna fall, obviously, I was actually looking at Jalen Samuels from Pittsburgh, running back. John Why Jalen Con- Samuels? John Connor's backup, so it's always good to have someone who's gonna get carries. If and if this guy goes down, he is gonna be that so, guy behind so that offensive you- line, which. Guy after guy after guy runs for a thousand Hold yards. on, it's been proven that the guy that's been the backup to the starter in Pittsburgh has recovered and put up numbers. Yeah. So in James, pre- yeah, in the preseason, he's been getting his numbers. He's been getting reps. He's averaging, I think, five or six yards of carry so far in the preseason. So looking good so far. Okay, okay, okay. But granted. The way the draft fell, he is still currently a free agent, so I'm definitely looking at him, though, down the road, waiver wire. But let's not talk about your draft, though. Let's just talk about sleepers in general, okay? Because we got to think about the overall picture for other guys that are looking to draft soon. Because, listen, there's still time to draft, boys. If you're trying to get into a money league right now and trying to make some real money, pay attention. Listen, do you guys realize that you guys pay attention three days out out of your week? To see what the hell is going on, you guys at the end of the year, after 16 weeks, 17 weeks, could actually make some real money. Why not just fucking do that? Take the investment and actually, you know, try to win some real money. Listen, I'm in cash money leagues. This is real money. That's why I take it seriously. Ditto. So, another one guy I actually was looking at, you know, um, I'm going to be honest. He was on, he was in the, the number 7th. To ninth best offensive line in the league last year, they had you know a gr- a great strong you know offensive throwing game. But I actually was hoping to see a lot of running game this year. You know, unfortunately, unfortunately, their starting quarterback, you know, breaking news. Hold on, breaking news. Breaking news is that Andrew Luck did retire. He out decided out of fucking nowhere. He decided at twenty nine years old. He did. He, Decide to fucking retire. But listen, besides that, the guy I was actually looking at was Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack was a guy that I actually saw was going to be a possible top six running back this year. I know it sounds crazy, but I actually believed to, to be a guy that was not even considered maybe a top 15 running back last year, the past two years in my fantasy, you know, you know, over and looking back. This guy now could be a possible top six, even top five. Just on how good the O-line is. If the O-line could keep it strong this year, maybe the Russian offense could actually produce this year even without a guy like Andrew Luck and they got Brissett coming in. So, you know, uh, any thoughts there, Bry Guy? I mean, like you said, the Colts are another team where it seems like you plug in a back and he's going to get you close to 1,000 yards a season. Without luck, it's gonna. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard because they will. Teams will key in on the running game a little bit more. I mean, Jacoby Brissett's a perfectly capable backup. He's nothing fantastic. He's not gonna be a four thousand yard passer. But I mean, Mac is still a good value pick if you can get him late in your draft, like maybe as your number three running back, someone you can plug in. Yeah. Matchup wise, every other week or so, if they're facing a favorable defense, one of your guys is going up against a top tier defense, something like that. Yeah, I agree, and I want to give you an applause for that, honestly, because at the end of the day, I do agree with you. If a guy is is consistent and he can get a thousand yards, and Brissett could just give it to the big key guys, aka like a guy like Jack Doyle. Tight ends are very key in this game for backup quarterbacks. Just FYI, if a backup quarterback could get it to their tight end. 
they could actually produce and actually win ball games if they have a good run game at the end of the day. And a lot of the times, the tight end is the guy making the key block to actually spring a running back for a long run. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so now, I want, Bry Guy, I want you to take, so I want you to hear this sound and think exactly what I'm thinking of. The fuck was that? That's called the golf swing. I want you to take the furthest shot on the guy that you think is going to be a big time sleeper, guy that we haven't heard of in a while, that like, or just haven't heard of in general, maybe because he's a rookie and just maybe he's going to put up fucking numbers out of nowhere this year that you believe, or a sophomore, whatever. Give me the, the swing. Give me the shot, the long shot. Hmm. If I'm going to take out the driver and really try to hit one right now. Uh, I'm going to say Rashard Higgins in Cleveland. Wow. He's okay, going to wh- be the number three rideout with Antonio Callaway suspended for four games. Okay. He's been putting in, getting in his reps in the preseason, and honestly, a lot of teams are going to key in on Odell and Jarvis, and this kid might, you know, get behind the safety, get a bunch of big touchdowns. He's fast as shit. Or a, so, you know, get a screen out there. Odell's a good blocker. Jarvis is a good blocker. If you get the three of them out there, throw a little bubble screen. Never know. So and he, honestly, if he plays well enough the first four weeks, he may just take Antonio Callaway's spot. So straight out from under. So listen, in terms of a deep league, this is a guy that you're taking at a far swing shot at that you would consider that could produce possible numbers with Baker Mayfield yeah. and two good wideouts right next to him. So I do like that. I do. Yeah. You know what? Gotta give you, a, gotta give you a little bit. Gotta give you a little bit. You know yeah. because I mean, that, that, this that is was a good type pick. of that guy that pick. if you know you got most leagues have two starting wide receivers. This is my third wide receiver on the bench, maybe. Okay. Like my fifth wide out, something in like the fifteenth, sixteenth. That, that, yeah, that you're taking Someone deep, late deep. That you're taking just to plug in. Okay, so I'm actually gonna give you two guys. I'm gonna give you one guy that I would take in like. So there's what sixteen rounds. Uh, well, to, yeah, mine had sixteen rounds. So, but think about it: sixteen to eighteen rounds, roughly, take, right? Yeah. Give or take, this is a guy that would have probably taken them round round nine, round ten. This is a guy I like that that I think due to injury people are underestimating. Always, I th- always always, but he did not get his shot. He did not get his rookie shot, and I'm gonna give this guy after having a full year to recover from his injury. I'm gonna give. Darius Geis the big golf swing of a shot because in the middle rounds, if you're thinking about taking, listen, if you if you're you you decide to go big in the wideout position in the first couple of rounds, and all of a sudden you're like, fuck, I don't have enough running backs. I only have maybe one, maybe two that are like two decent ones, but you don't have like a guy that you think is going to be solid. I promise you guys, I promise you guys that. This swing is going to be a hole-in-one because Darius Geis is going to be a big primetime guy. He's going to be the starter in, in Washington. He's going to put up numbers. Listen, when he came to LSU, he came and got drafted in the second round. He didn't get drafted in the second round for no reason. Okay, ladies and gents? He didn't get drafted in the second round for no reason. Okay. Breathe in, Alex. Breathe out. All right, cool. And number two of my... Golf swing. If I'm going to take a long shot, I know he's suspended for four games. But listen, it don't fucking matter. Because if you're in a deep league, listen, it's all about having depth at certain positions. One certain position that I like to take control of in fantasy is the tight end position. The T 
E. If I don't, if I got a big tight end and I need to recover maybe later on or have a good flex with that tight end, I'm gonna go for a guy like Chris fucking Herndon. Yeah, you maybe say I'm fucking biased. Well, fuck you. Don't play with me. Stay with me. Because let's be honest. The truth of the matter is this, Chris Herndon, once he comes back after his suspension and after the bye week is over, by the sixth week, this guy is going to be putting up numbers. Sam Donald's going to finally have his number one target. Yeah, you heard me say it now, his number one target. Robbie Anderson's been there. Yeah, he, he's good wide out. James Crow- Jameson Crowder, good wide out. They got a new one. But I'm telling you right now, Chris Herndon is the real deal. My brother brought me brought me to believe, and I full-on believe this guy from the University of Miami. He's bringing the dog in him. This dude, once he comes back from suspension, I promise you. Brian, any thoughts? I'm giving myself a round of applause. Because that was fucking long, and I took a while to say both of them. And guess what? That was worth it. So, bright guy, any thoughts? I definitely agree with both. Geis, I think, is could be a top-tier running back this year if he, if he stays healthy, no problem. Herndon, yeah, that's the type of guy I would pick late in the draft because he's going to miss the first four games, like he said. But once he comes back, he's going to be that red zone target for Sam Darnold because it's hard to get the ball to a wide receiver in the red zone, but a tight end... It, it, but exactly easy. in terms of the certain wideouts that, that the New York Jets have, and I'm, I was about to say I because that is my team. But the truth is we have small receivers they're in not, Robbie yeah, Anderson and, and Jameson Crowder. And don't get me wrong, Robbie Anderson is a good receiver. Jameson Crowder is a great interior inside receiver but the problem is like they're too small we need a b- big yeah. target and inside, Sam Donald's gonna have his big 10, target yeah you need that it's gonna be rough the first four weeks for Sam Donald but once he gets that target back oh my god for days you're gonna be seeing it for days alright the bell is coming next topic bride guy wanna get into our drafts then you wanna get into the draft uh I guess why not I mean, okay. we've, talk, we've talked sleepers, so we've talked some guys that okay, let's we've talk about our drafted. Draft. Let's see who we actually drafted. Okay. All right. So what pick did you have in the first round? Uh, okay, so I'm just going to tell you right now. In my in my draft, in my experience, uh, I'm in a, I want to tell you the league that I've been in for a while. It's a keeper league. So, like, we had, you know, it's been where 12 teams have three guys they kept, right? And then we start the draft on from there. So it's not like it's... um. You're going to get the big-time guys like a Le'Veon Bell or a Kamara or go after a Michael Thomas. You know, it's literally worrying about the deeper guys that are going to, you know, start for the rest of your team as well as be very good on your bench. You know, it's very important to keep that in mind. So that's why I brought up in my last topic uh, Darius Geis and Chris Herndon. But I don't even want to get into me. I actually want to get into more of your draft because your draft is more of a re reestablishing draft. Even yeah. though you've been in it for a while, right? Exactly. You you've done a reestablishment of yeah. your your team, right? It's the same twelve people every year, but we don't have keepers. So, so you're just doing a redraft is, every year, every right? Every year is fresh. Okay. Clean slate. So I mean, it's not bad. I mean, okay. I, I've been in keeper leagues before, so it's. Both leagues have their perks, but downside of this year was we were sitting at the eleventh pick. Yeah, me and my friend who's I so eleven out of twelve guys. Yeah, so that's pretty. We were sitting at 11. that. That's pretty. That's pretty rough. That yeah. I want to. I want to say so myself. That is pretty rough. Yeah, unfortunately. But all right. I mean, so what? Let me ask you a question. So in a in a twelve team league, right? 
What do you think is going to be the most important going into the first couple of rounds for certain people? Like, what's going to be their uh, selection? On, yeah, I mean, it's a PPR. For people that don't know. I want for people that don't yeah. know. I want you to My league is saying. PPR, which, for those of you who don't know, that means points per reception. So, every time a receiver, a running back, tight end, anybody catches a pass, it's one point in my league. And that's okay. one point for every 10 yards and six points for every touchdown. For respective for all three of those positions. Gotcha. So, realistically, in the first two rounds, you need to get a top-tier wide receiver and a top running back who catches passes, ideally. Yes. Because those are the guys who are going to get you the biggest numbers. Exactly. Okay. Also in this league, passing touchdowns are worth five points. So if you can get a guy like Patty Mahomes, who can throw for 40, 45 touchdowns, run for 10 at five points a clip, because a lot of other leagues, it's close to like three or four points for Mm -hmm. a passing touchdown. So this league, it's a little bit more of an incentive. To get a quarterback. Okay, so so the the key is this, right? You either have to decide to go either deep at the wide out to running back position, right? Or possibly if you No, no, let me scratch that. No. Go deep at the wide out to the running back position or go key at, and pick the best player at that certain position in terms of like a quarterback tight end. Yeah. Or, or possibly if you have maybe the number one, number two pick, which you don't currently, no. but the running back or wide receiver position, right? Yeah. So let's get into your draft. So you had the eleventh pick, right? Who went in in the first in the first couple picks? Just throw out a couple of names, like in the first five. Well, number one overall, Saquon Barkley. Okay, no, no real surprise there. No real surprise. It is a complete beast. So let me ask you a question: Really, Saquon over Christian McCaffrey? I think so. I mean, it's like it's splitting hairs realistically. I mean, they're both going to have fantastic seasons. McCaffrey's going to catch a lot of balls out of the backfield from Cam Newton, but you can't go wrong okay. with either or. McCaffrey went number two, so both of those teams didn't really lose out much. One of the bigger surprises that Zeke went number four, even though he's currently wow. in a holdout. So, I mean, this kid was really banking on the fact that he's going to sign a contract and not miss any time or else agreed and david johnson won five that was also kind of surprising that was very surprising that was that, can i be honest this is this is what i think was we're sorry your call cannot be completed as dialed it was a bad fucking call yeah, all right little, it, little, it was a bad a fucking little, call a little high it, it was a little to me that that's a little too high you know what i thought was a, a steal actually when i was looking at your draft uh over like last night when I was watching you guys draft, I saw. I first of all, I like your first pick in terms of James Conner. Yeah. You know, at eleven, I like that's a I strong like pick, value. and then stealing, and then stealing. Hold on, I want to. First of all, round of applause for the second pick that you guys took in Michael Thomas. Steal, steal, Michael Thomas love, in the, uh, at that pick. pick. That was a great pickup. But I actually, whoever picked, this was very important. Someone took at number tw- at the twenty fourth overall pick. Someone took Todd. Curly. And to me, I think phenomenal value in that pick. To me, at the twenty fourth overall pick in the draft out of twelve of twelve teams, to me for to be someone's second pick and it, it's about to be basically their third pick, yeah. I gotta give them yeah. I mean, they could have taken him in the third round because they were uh, back to that pitch, Exactly. But. So it didn't matter. It's but what great, I'm just trying to say is like, value. basically at the 24th, 25th pick, you got Todd Gurley. That's a fucking solid pick. And I got to give out strong credits. Who's the team name to that? You got to give them credits. 
That is... Be Gone the Rick. Be Gone the Rick. We got to give you some credit. I'll give you a nice quick round of applause. There you go. Okay. Um, what's a couple of guys that you think was probably a, a key factor last night? You also took a guy in Sony Michelle. Why do you, I saw that last night. Why did you think that was important last night to take a guy in Sony Michelle? You, you, it was you and your partner, by yeah. the way. You haven't so. The, the, by the way, he's in a huge league where it's a lot of money. Let's let's break it down. You guys are in a big t- money league, right? Yeah, it's two fifty a team. Okay, so at the end of the day, you want to split it with somebody because yeah. splitting it at the end of the day, you're still gonna make the money, right? Place at the end of the year is around two grand, something like that. So thousand each. That not bad for, for a fantasy football for, yeah. for fantasy football league, exactly. right? So let's break it down, right? So you're you're in a twelve man team, and you and your guy decide to take Sony Mich- Michelle with like the f- in the fourth round. Yeah. If I'm not second pick, second pick of the fourth round. Second pick in the fourth round. All right. So what made you guys decide to take Sony Michelle? Like I understand that there may have been other players available, or may he may have been the best one. But why did you think? Because I heard your guy at Albo yesterday, very strong on that pick, very strong yeah. on the pick. And that's coming from a. Die-hard Miami Dolphins fan. Die-hard Miami Dolphins fan. But why do you think it was important? Why do you think he made that such a strong suggestion? I mean, at the running back position, you can't go wrong with this kid. He's getting all the reps. James White is kind of just fading away a little bit. Yes. Their offensive line... He's getting the... Their offensive line is... He's getting the crickets. Yeah. Their offensive line is phenomenal. They keep Tom Brady upright. This kid's going to run for... 1,100 yards. And at the end of the day... I mean, last... I mean, right now they're projecting him to have 963 yards and 6 TDs. I think that's kind of low. That is kind of low. I think he is going to break 1,000 yards this year, That, in my personal opinion. But besides that, you know what's the most important thing? And I want for people who don't know about fantasy to understand this, is that if you're going to get go get a guy, right, and you're not sure who to get, right... It's not about taking the best available. It's about taking a guy that's also on a very good team in terms of franchise and supporting cast. He's on the New England Patriots. I'm a Jets fan, and I hate the New England Patriots. But it doesn't mean if I see that guy available, fuck yeah, I'm going to take him. It was the same thing with Rob Gronkowski. If I saw that guy available, I didn't care if he got hurt. When he was available, he put up stupid numbers. So at the end of the day, you got a lot. You, you could hate him. But you got to love them at the same time because they're on a winning team. Hey, I'm a Falcons fan and I took Michael Thomas. Okay, so so those are the facts, right? All right, so let's get into uh, maybe a couple of my picks actually because I actually want to throw out a couple of picks that I made. That so I, I, let's start with who were your keepers going in before okay. the draft. Okay, so I'm going to tell you right now. I had shit keepers. <laughs> like when I tell you dog shit – it's dog shit. Listen, I yes, I'm in a 12-team league, and yes, I've been in it for nine years, but I want to tell you something right now. It, it, it's rough. It, it, it's rough. Okay, so my three keepers were, out of a 12-team league, was Adam Thielen, Derrick Henry, and Sony Michelle. Uh, yes, I did have Sony Michelle, so I'm talking. So, I, listen, I, the reason why I kept him, because like I said, he's on a winning team, so it's like... Got, yeah, I hate the team, but I got to love him because he's on a winning team. I like Adam Thielen. Derrick Henry was putting up good numbers at the end of the year. So, But I do not have good keepers compared to everyone else. I'm going to be honest. But my first three picks, I think I made very good moves. So my first three picks, I made Zach Ertz. I have him as well. Patrick Mahomes. Solid. 
and Darius Geis were my first three picks. That's the reason why I brought up Darius, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. I, I brought, I picked him, and I may be biased, and you guys are gonna say I'm biased, but no, I picked him up for good reason. He and if you're smart, you pick up his backup, and I also picked up Adrian Peterson. So that way, one, if you're smart, you lock your running backs in. That's the most important thing. Maybe not so much wideouts, but you lock your running backs in. If you feel like you got a good running back, a strong running back, you take his backup. You never know when he's going to get hurt. That way you have his the next starter available for that team. And that way you don't get fucked at the end of the day and get robbed for points for another guy taking that guy, your guy's backup uh, for the for your guy's starter. I know it sounds weird, and I may have, you know, gave you the crickets on that shit, but if you understood me and you follow me, give me a fucking round of applause. Thank you. But that's just who I went with. But it's also where I was in the draft. Like, yeah. So I traded up to get the first pick overall. So I could have taken a guy like Josh Jacobs. I could have taken a guy like T.Y. Hilton. I could have taken a guy. Um. Oh my God. There's so many. Let me just look real quick. Let me let me give you a quick glimpse, real quick. Hold on. Matchups. All right. Uh, Godwin. You know, there's a guy like Godwin, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Kittle didn't even make it to the draft somehow, but. You know, there was a lot. Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, I'm just throwing out names right now. Uh, Philip Lindsay. Miles Sanders. You know, th- there was a lot of guys there. You know, uh, Tyree uh, Cohen. Uh, Brandon Cooks. So there was a lot of guys there that I could have taken. The reason why I went with Zach Ertz because, one, somebody already had Travis Kelsey. Someone already had George Kittle. So I took the best tight end available. Why? Because these three guys are going to be the best. And once you have those top three guys, the re- from four to from whatever, 32 are pretty garbage from then on. Or, don't pro- or do not produce as much as those three top tight ends in George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and Zach Ertz. So that's the reason why I picked Zach Ertz. Solid pick. I got Zach Ertz also, and I am completely fine. That he's going to catch a lot of balls from Carson Wentz. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Carson Wentz is now finally healthy. And we're going to finally see what the numbers he's going to finally produce. Um, Bryce, there any other guys that you want to bring up? Or do you want to take a break real quick and come right back? You know what? Let's take a break real quick. You know what? Let- Why not? Yeah, I, I got to put the air horns on real quick. I got to wake myself up. So when we come back... When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about fantasy and what just happened in the NFL in itself and what to expect in this coming uh, 2020 season or whatever you want to fucking call it. All right? So you better stay tuned. You heard me? Don't play with me. Stay with me. Sing it for me now. Hey, sing it for me. Yo, DJ, cut that fucking beat, thank you.
Alright, 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 alright. Hello, how y'all doing? Welcome back to the round table. I am your host, Alex Pitara, aka Sally Gutters, aka the hype man from the Tri-State area, aka the standout weatherman, but you already know who will be in the building. Now with my co-host, with my boy, none other than Brian McHugh. Tell him what's up, Brian guy. Let's get back into this shit. Okay, let's get back into it. Okay, the reason why we had this song, na, 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 na. Na 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 hey Okay, the reason why we had that song was because we no other we brought him up before, but we gotta bring him up again. We have breaking news. Breaking news. It's called the game over for Andrew Luck. So any thoughts or comments for Andrew Luck? Uh, I mean, I'm surprised and not surprised at the same time. I mean, we're seeing guys left and right at this age retiring to not further any head injuries along that they already have, concussions, this, that, to try and be healthy down the road. He's already made more than enough money. The Colts are not taking back a single dollar of what they gave him already for this year. So he's basically getting paid to not play this year. Granted, I'm pretty sure the Colts did that in case he wants to come back. That way they don't look like scumbags right now since he did a lot of good for the franchise. They didn't win very much, but... I'm going to send out my condolences uh, to Jim Irsay because <laughs> this dude... That probably almost had a fucking this heart attack. Dude, well, no, no, no. One, he let, he let Andrew Luck walk. You know, it's fine. Uh, after giving the dude the contract extension not too long ago. Um, but... Uh, the one thing that I, I gotta give my condolences to Jim Irsay is for spent like don't get me wrong Andrew Luck did produce and he was a good quarterback D- definitely was a good football player uh, I thought he had the guys and I thought he was gonna have the, the chance this year honestly I'm very surprised with ankle injuries uh decided that it was too hard for him uh, to go. Listen, I'm not like going against what he said. You know, that's if he feels that he can't go anymore, listen, by all means, I agree with you. If you feel like you had to retire, listen, you got to do what you got to do. But, um, you know, I'll give you a round of applause. For, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But but the one thing I do want to bring up is um, I, I'm giving out my condolences to Jim Irsay. And the reason is, is because... The team was ass for two years straight. They, they didn't they not if I'm not correct go one and fifteen the year before they got Andrew Luck. Yeah, the, right. And the that's the reason why they got Manning the number one pick. Yeah. And so Peyton Manning leaves. You know, they, well, he was hurt. No, he was hurt that year, and then he left when they drafted. Exactly, but but what I'm saying is Peyton Manning's basically gone. Right, he goes to Denver. And, you know, they go 1-15 to sh- basically say, like, without a star quarterback, they can't do nothing. And they bring in this guy, Andrew Luck, because this guy was a different species. And he, this guy could compete, guy could play. Listen, the guy can play, but yo, let's be real. Tom Brady's still in the fucking league, guys. Guy's 42 and still throwing the ball. Andrew Luck was only 29 years old, lasted seven years in the league, only did had four Pro Bowls, went to the playoffs what a couple of times in his couple of times in his career, and did only oh so much, didn't make it to the championship game, and it's like yo seven years was it worth the money? Was it worth the chance on Andrew Luck? That's why I got to give my condolences out to Jim Irsay. It's because. The whole point of a, a number one overall pick, right, is for long term. 
Tom Brady was a six-round pick, and he ended up being a long-term deal for the New England Patriots, right? A little bit. So it's like, you know, it's a, I guess you could say it's a golf swing shot, but do you say, like, the number one pick is supposed to be a long-term fucking deal, is it not, bro, I got I mean, I Am I, like, stressed on this a little too much, or is it just no, me? No, I mean, ideally you would think so. I mean, obviously there's times where a guy leaves in free agency, does it, that, but I mean... That's different. This kid, That's different. This kid said he wanted to be a cult. He was a cult. Co- hold on. He extended. He got yeah. a contract extension. And I understand he got hurt so many times. It's just a shame. That's all I'm saying. It's just a true shame. Now, where do you think he goes next? I mean, he has a great mind for football, so he's going to be... He's going to be in the game... In some way, shape, or form. I mean, I don't know if we're done seeing him play. I think he's going to get the itch down the road in retirement and maybe come He's back. 29, my guy. Yeah. That, that's another thing, too. That's a big factor. He is 29. Yeah, but that's not that old. I mean, he's taken some hits. But, I mean, if he doesn't come back and play, I could see him starting as a scout or, you know, an assistant or something like that and building his way through the ranks. Dude could be a head coach by the end of his career. So those are your lasting thoughts on uh, Andrew Luck? I think that could be the way it goes. Maybe a college had to My last in thought is his big papa is the leading officer in the XFL. And I see my guy being the face of the XFL in the next two to three years. I mean, if he's worried about injuries, he should not go to that savage fucking league. <laughs> you know what? He'll be dead in the Listen, first six Listen, if weeks. you want to be a face of a league... And be okay with it bit and be with your pops, you know, doing something special, then you might as well do that. But on that note, Bell, next fucking topic. What's and this is basically our final topic uh, of the evening for this podcast. But let's wrap it up with a strong one. Go ahead, bright guy. Let's see. We're closing in on twenty twenty pretty soon, and we've both been doing fantasy for. 10 plus years now. I've been doing it for a decade, basically, yeah. yeah. So let's say in the past 10 years, if you had to pick someone as the number one overall pick in those 10 years, factor in all 10 years, who had the most amount of years, consistency, this, that, who are you taking? My God. So from 2010 to basically now, since 2020, is right around the corner. I actually wanted to do a drum roll. Because I have no fucking idea right now. I gotta think about it real quick. Wow. In the past decade? In the past decade, consistently? Yep. You you know it's gonna sound crazy, but it's... I can only pick one guy. Can I, like... Can we pick a three at least? Because that's a lot. That's a lot. Take your top three then. Take my top three. All right, I'm gonna have to go with my number one would probably be Antonio Brown. Guy's been he's right up there. He's been a, a number one receiver consistently, and even if he was hurt and came back, which I rarely saw him get hurt or come back, um, you know he he always consistently just put up numbers in fantasy. If you're talking about a guy that that you could rely on in fantasy, then yeah, I would go with. With Antonio Brown. Um, if I have to go running back. Like you see that's what I'm saying. Because I'm, I'm talking about position here. That's why I'm saying it differs in position. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, shit. 
Can you go with your wide receiver? Give me a minute on my running back real quick. Uh, AP is right up there for me. But, I mean, I'm slightly biased, so I'm probably going to go with Julio. Oh, wow. You're going to go with Julio. Eight straight seasons, over 1,200 yards. Okay. Six straight, 80 catch, 1,400 yards. See, I, I, I didn't look up the numbers. I'm just being honest. I just just, just off the top of I my just, head. I just know and that just, from me. And, and just being a guy, you know, just watching and just, you know, watching and looking over. Um, Running back. Damn. It's just been... The problem is with running back, though, is that it's just been so up and down. I think the reason why we went wide receiver first is because it's very easy to go with wide out first uh, in terms of long-term wise. But in running back, it's always up and down, don't you think? I think so. I mean, one, Maybe there's a few that you can say. One guy who's always been relatively consistent besides suspension years is AP. It's only, uh, AJ Peterson. Yep. Okay. In those 10 years, he has... Five seasons over a thousand, one season over two thousand, and one, two, three, four, five, five. Well, five seasons over. Well, then I'm gonna. Days. Then I'm just gonna be honest, and I'm gonna go both Steelers. Then I'm gonna go with Le'Veon Bell because Le'Veon Bell, even though he was out for one whole year, every year that he was in the league, he was a top two running back. He was right up there, but that was only since 2015. But and he was getting. I know, but that's what five five years. Five years, five in a decade. That's that's still not bad. You got to remember, yeah, because this season's important. But in in the decade, like I think LB has been more reliable on certain fantasy teams than than Adrian Peterson has been in his fantasy time. In terms of what I've seen, it's very close. That's what I'm t- picturing in my head. Yeah. In terms of what they produce on a fantasy lineup. On a fantasy team, yeah, you can go with real numbers. But in terms of fantasy lineup and fantasy team, then yeah, I'm going to go with LB. I feel like he's been way more significant at the running back position than maybe AJ Peterson. But I will give you a round of applause. Maybe a little bit better than that. A little bit better. You know, because at the end of the day, that was a good pick. I like the the AJ Peterson pick. Um, who, who else are you going with? Because you only gave me one guy. Not Julio and AP. AP. Oh, I'm sorry. You did give me two guys. Um. So we each got a running back and a receiver. I'm gonna go. Would be uh, a tight end. You. It's gonna maybe it's gonna sound crazy, but obviously I'm gonna go with Rob Gronkowski here. Rob Seems Gronkowski. Like a very obvious. Rob Gronkowski is the number. Unfortunately, <laughs> if he didn't retire this year, he still would have been the number one tight end this year. Yeah. Even with injuries, the guy, Tony Gonzalez the guy could be out career. for ten games and still put put up more fantasy points. Than all the other tight ends by the end of the year. Easily. He could be out 10 weeks and still be the no- number one tight end. Or finish in the top three, for that matter. The guy has put up consistent numbers and has put up stupid numbers. Even though I hate the guy, they got he's retired and he, we're not going to worry about him this year. But like... Don't say that yet. What do you mean don't say that? He could easily come back. Whoa, 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 whoa. Boo! Boo! Bro, I don't want him to, but this is we're talking no, about. No, no, no. He's still get in the plain fuck shape. out. Once he retired, he retired, I think. Let, let's not, you know, get into that. Okay, so we're basically at the game winner. We're at the, fi- we're at the final moments, the final minutes of this podcast of the round table with your boy Sally Gutters and your boy Brian McHugh, big Irish dude. So, what are you going to do? Tell me your final thoughts of this podcast. Any thoughts for the 2019 2019? 20- 
2020 season. Any thoughts for anything in general about the sports world today or what the fuck is going on in the sports world today? Go. Well, 2019-20 season, shit. I mean, hopefully my team could stay healthy. Last season was a fucking disaster, 7-9. and nine. If we had any sort of health, we would have immediately made the playoffs. But, yep, that was it after like two weeks, basically. Yeah. It all imploded so very quickly. Um, And those are your final thoughts? On this season, yeah. I mean, I think Patty Mahomes is going to repeat his MVP. Okay. Kid is just an animal. And, it, I mean, he makes throws that no one else is making in this league right now. Okay, that's your final statement for the 2019-2020 season. My final statement for the 2019 and 2020 season is that my New York Jets will make the playoffs this year. That's one. Agreed. Two, the Patriots will not make the Super Bowl this year. That's two. Disagreed. (laughs) And number three, drum roll please. Number three, it's that this year's Super Bowl winner is going to be, is going to be the Detroit Lions. <laughs> the Detroit Lions. No, f- fuck out of here. Um, honestly, it, it's gonna go to. I'm not giving it to the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't deserve it. I'm going to say a wild card here. The Minnesota Vikings. Watch out. Watch out. You may you may boo me. Or you may give me a round of applause. But that's my pick for the possible Super Bowl. Is Minnesota Vikings possibly win it and come out of nowhere to win it with Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook now fully healthy. Adam Thielen there with Stephon Diggs. They got a good defense. I feel like I, I, I can't stress on it anymore. Cool. All right. Now, we're basically, you know, if we insert the coin, we're basically done with this fucking podcast. But is there anything you want to say? Do you want to fucking shout out something? I know we want to bring out something. I do want to shout out uh, to my guys out in Barstool Sports on um, the KFC radio show. Um, big shout outs to them. Brad Guy, their names. You know I'm bad with fucking names. KFC and Feidelberg. Big shout out. We went to their live show. A their live show was ago. fucking awesome. It was um, basically a live podcast and it was hilarious. A lot of interaction with the crowd. Yes. And it was a great experience and it, it made great. me realize it. So, whoever is listening, whoever yeah. wants to go for their dream and thinks like, yo, it's fucking crazy. Yo, I spoke to this dude and he told me, yo, I only had two people listening and I still had, and I still. Kept making podcast after podcast after podcast and end and up becoming a fucking live show where people are going to watch and laugh and enjoy this show. And that's like the most important thing for me right now is where people are enjoying my show and making me smile at the end of the night. And listen, if your goals are to, to go for something big, go for it big. That's basically what he was telling me. And I want to tell you guys that. And for me... Yo, this podcast thing is going to keep on rolling, yo. I don't care if there's only two people listening to this. Um, fuck you guys if there's only two people. If there's more than two people, um, thank you, whoever is listening. Um, keep on fucking listening. I'm going to be more energetic, more emphasis. Uh, 
And yo, I think we're gonna start videoing soon, bright guy. Don't you think? Sounds like the next logical step was do this. Okay, yeah, I think that's gonna be the next step. So, um, yeah, thank you to listening to the round table. I am your host, Alex Butaro, aka Sally Gunners, aka the Style Weather Man, aka the Hype Man from the Tri-State area. And this is the round table where we give you our honest opinions of what the fuck is going on in the sports world today. Good night, bright guy. Later, everybody. Later. All right. Peace out, Cub Scouts. No word out. Don't play with me. Stay with me. And listen, stay tuned for more podcasts of the Weekly High Thought. The Weekly High Thought will be coming back soon. We got a deeper conversation. It's going to be fucking funny. It may be serious, but it's going to be fucking funny and hilarious. So stay tuned for more. Thank you. Have a good night.